What's up, loungers? Thanks again for tuning into our podcast. This is Alan. I'm Rob. And I'm Randy. And we are the Lounge SD. I uh, just want to give you guys a super huge shout out to tuning in and thank you for your continued support. Uh, if you haven't done so, follow us on Instagram, uh, Twitter, the Lounge SD. That's T H E L O U N G E S D. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, so let's do our weekly catch up. Randy, what's been new with you, man? Oh, uh, so it's been a week since we last recorded. So I hit affiliate. Oh, the last thing that happened was my birthday, right? We mentioned I hit the big 3 0. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that was on Monday when we finally released the episode or the last episode. So I hit Twitch affiliate, which was awesome. I've uh, been Oof. grinding on that. And birthday and uh, yesterday was Father's Day. So we celebrated that. It was a very eventful week. And uh, also got back into Destiny 2. Whoop, whoop. Um, and I know <laughs> uh, a few of us very are uneventful. excited about that. yay um but yeah and then of course the usual work grind baby grind you know Uh, you know yeah that's uh basically i just want to give a shout out to all the loungers that are listening that are fathers happy father's day everybody oh yes Uh, happy father's day related related this is monday 18th uh june 18th now but nevertheless Mothers and fathers should be celebrated every day. Yeah. All right, Rob, how was your week? Uh, it was good, man. I uh, also fired up Destiny Two again. Um, I think the last uh, yeah. time, the last uh, episode that we had, it was just before, or you know, around the same time that E three was going on. So a lot of like great announcements came out. Yeah. Um, one of them being, of course, was uh, was Destiny, and all the changes and updates and awesome new features that they're going to have in the uh in that forsaken expansion yeah. so i i think bungie uh achieved their goal in getting a lot of the uh, p- players that have like fallen by the wayside to come back and check out the game again um so yeah since i've been back the game um uh, it feels good it you know it's it's been a little bit so i kind of forgot about that like you know the misgivings and stuff that they've kind of had on launch it looks like they've tweaked and fixed up a lot of stuff so uh, i'm excited to knock out the uh first and second expansion and then i get into forsaken hopefully on time with everybody else be all leveled up and have all the nasty weapons by then um i also uh, wait real quick did you actually do the story stuff already for the first dlc the osiris stuff no i'm still going through it i I was trying to knock it out um i did one mission today and it just like kept going like I, I was comparing it to like you know the OG Destiny things where it was like 10 15 mm-hmm. minutes or something. Yeah. These are they're pretty lengthy and like you know yeah. you have, they'll send you from like one planet to the next. Uh the one I had today, I had to go through like a couple different like gates and there's quite a bit of platforms, but uh yes. I didn't die. So, I'm nice. doing all right. Nice. Okay. Yeah, I I started them and uh I was like we might as well go through together, Rob. But, oh yeah, man. Yeah, we got to arrange that. Um, you know, other, yeah, sorry. Oh, sorry. Uh, the other thing that I did this this past week was uh, I saw Ocean's Eight. Um, oh, dude, yeah. how was that? Dude, it's it's pretty good. I mean, I'm a huge, huge fan of the original trilogy. Um, specifically, Ocean's the the first one, Ocean's Eleven. I thought was just it's, pretty it's good. Up there. 
Yeah, definitely like top five like movies. The new age um, heist movie. Oh yeah, man. Um, this one was good. Um, you know the the cast was was really awesome. Um, and they actually did a really good job of explaining why it's an all female cast. So. Um, oh, that's what yeah, I was like. Yeah. Like, I I kind of wanted to see if there was any rhyme or reason to the reason why it was an all female cast rather than just saying, "Hey, let's Females, have an all female cast." Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? By the way, how was Aquafina in that movie? That's the first time um, I've ever heard of her. I remember that yeah. being a thing. We're like, who the hell is Aquafina other than water? <laughs> yeah, I was like, um, wait, you're talking about water? Oh, <laughs> it's somebody's name. Okay. Yeah. Uh, she's she's looks like she's up and coming, like really getting that acting uh, career. I think she's in that new her. movie coming up, uh, Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah, she is. Just right. in oh, that, that trailer. Huh. Yeah, that trailer. No, she's not the main chick. She's like a hood. She's oh, a best friend. that's her. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. But um, no, she. I mean, she. I'm. I'm really excited for that movie too. Um, really. The trailer looked. Yeah, the trailer looked a little silly at first, but then like I kind of. Now I've like, I feel like empowered with like the movement that it's taking. It's like you know an all Asian cast, um, and it's you know it's you know it's the first time in a long time that this kind of movies come out where, it's all it's a full Asian cast, but like they're not doing martial arts. This is like a yeah, normal yeah, like, yeah. rom com. <laughs> so I hope it like, paves the way so that way it's you know. It, it stops being, you know, if there's an Asian cast that they so have to. So it stops the stereotypes, fight. basically. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. This is definitely a progressive, a progressive movie. So, just like Ocean's Eight, you know, it was all female cast. Um, so it's just really good timing for for these movies to come out and really bring that stuff to the forefront. So, I think um, really good. Time. I think I saw that trailer with Rob, the Crazy Rich Asians trailer, mm -hmm. and some dude. Like after the trailer was done, some white dude in front of us yelled, "Nope." <laughs> and, um, I like, wow! Oh, I could have done without that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I, you know, you could have kept your mouth shut there. Like that could have been your thing. But I, I mean, I guess I get like even to me, like that trailer looked kind of silly. But I get the appeal, and I like that they're actually trying to make Asians a thing in Hollywood. I mean, name name a couple Asians that aren't martial artists that are in that are in like movies uh glenn just one walking dead okay. harold from harold and kumar that's yeah. see that's what i was thinking harold and kumar, uh, harold from harold and kumar yeah. that's exactly what i thought and then asian jim oh yeah asian jim's been coming up too oh, so, yeah, yeah, that guy. slowly <laughs> creeping our way in yeah also um mr chow from the hangover <laughs> <laughs> leslie <Yeah>. chow <laughs> yeah yeah. But yeah um, so that's what's that's that's what's been up though destiny and uh, oceans eight man how about you alan what's how's your week been you know it was kind of uneventful um i didn't really do much i just pretty much trained all week after work and then worked out in the morning before work and just trying these new things uh with working out not with life or sex that's weird um oh my gosh <laughs> i was just had to put that out there in case anyone was listening but um yeah it was just it was pretty mellow pretty mellow all week i watched uh the incredibles 2 on sunday and it was <laughs> i like how you really emphasized on the two i'm like yeah uh, we all did <laughs> well because well no because like rob watched incredibles one okay yeah i did yeah, too so, like, but, yeah well this weekend i don't know if you saw it this weekend i, I anyway. mean 
I watch it for um, different reasons. Heavy rotation. I watch it, yeah, I watch kid <laughs> it's, movies it's white noise all the you. time. Yeah, yeah, so different reasons. No, so I watched Incredibles two on Sunday with my girlfriend, and it was it was really good. Like, actually, we both knocked out. Um, oh my we both gosh, you guys Dude, are we, the worst. We got up early, bro. Like, you know, when you're waking up at five a.m. to go for a mile of swim in the ocean, like by the time you get to by the time you get to two o'clock, you know. 30 year old I mean, naps happen you know what i mean i mean you're talking to the father here I yeah mean, that's true i'm on that grind but you're used to you're used to no sleep this is very true very yeah. true i don't know all right so let's get into it incredibles 2 been waiting a long time i think incredibles 1 came out in 2004 right mm-hmm. uh, sounds yeah like it. i mean incredibles 1 came out in 2004 and just want to give everyone a heads up. There are massive spoilers happening during this podcast. So if you haven't watched Incredibles 2 yet, come back after it. Go out watch it right now. And then right on the drive home, listen to us. And then formulate your own opinions. Oh, yes. All right. Anyway, so let's get into it. Incredibles 2. But before Incredibles 2 happened, bow happened. <laughs> what? Yeah, so Bao is the Pixar short, and usually before Pixar, um, before the main picture in Pixar movies, they always show a short, and <laughs> and I forget what the one was before Moana and before the other movies, but um, Moana that, wasn't Pixar. Oh, uh, that's right. Jesus, <laughs> come on! Jeez. I'm so sorry. Oh my gosh! Of course, the dad would know. Yeah, but um. I mean, that's your thing. It but, is. Uh, Randy, how'd you feel about Bao? Uh, oh, so since we're going to get into the father and the parent thing, dude, so many feels. Like, uh, so I'm going to go over real quick the premise. So the premise uh-huh. is the husband and wife are in their house by themselves. And the mom is making... Those are dumplings, right? Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so she was making dumplings from scratch. And the husband has a few before he leaves to go to work. And as she's about to eat the final one, um, it comes alive. And basically, it grows up to be uh, a little boy. And it actually becomes a little man, which is a little weird. Um, yeah, and it has a face and a whole body, and it actually ends it up leaving. Hair. <laughs> yeah, it had uh, facial hair, and uh, it ended up leaving with a girl. And the whole time, it's the mom and the dumplings' adventures, kind of uh, of uh, the dumpling growing up, and uh-huh. then at the end. The dumpling is about to leave with the girl and she freaks out. She, as in the mom, freaks out and she doesn't know what to do. So she ends up eating the dumpling, Um, eating her son, essentially, (laughs) Uh, which at the time I was like, oh, she she (laughs) ate him. Uh, I mean, I guess it's appropriate. He's a dumpling. Uh, But it fast forwards and she's and. She's in bed crying about what she did. And then uh, the husband shows up and he goes back outside of their room and gets their actual son, which was what the dumpling was supposed to represent. 
mm-hmm. and the son shows up with uh, uh, basically some food and they kind of break bread and kind of uh, fix the relationship and when I saw that I was like oh man here comes dude the feels from the father uh, just it hits me hard because eventually I'm going to run into that and ever since you know we had uh our baby like it's been i've been pretty like sensitive those kind to those kinds of things because it's inevitable dude like just think we were in uh bow's shoes once yeah we were in bow's shoes and now we're out of the house we're doing our own things and and all that stuff and eventually that's gonna happen to me i'm gonna have to let uh my daughter go into the world and i'm gonna be stuck here like oh so it was a huge huge eye opener for me and uh once again pixar two thumbs up on the short <laughs> it's good stuff huge fan yeah. i want to watch it again I think uh i just want to add uh, i pre- well i pretty much feel the same way i'm not a dad or anything but um like it was kind of it was kind of sad but the moment when the mom ate Bao, I literally said, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Dang, in front of all the kids? In front Man. of it, I sat right next to a kid, too. But I was like, what the fuck? Dang, and I was just, he just swooped him I up. I looked at my girlfriend, and we were just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, you know, and it's so weird how in such little time, I want to say the short took about all about five minutes. Okay. Like in such in such little time, you develop the like this persona for this, or in this like connection towards this bow, this bun. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the steamed bun, and you develop this connection, and you're just like, oh, like look at this, look at this bun grow up, and then like, you know, this bun starts doing these, you know, adolescent things, and and eventually getting a girlfriend. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like the whole time, and I was. You know, it was a good message, but when she ate the bun, I was so freaked out. Like I was like, "What the fuck is going on? Are you serious?" Yeah, it, it was Just pretty shocking. It was a yeah. desperate move. And then when the door opened, I was like, "Ah, projection!" Like she's just projecting like what happened with her and her son onto the bun, the steamed bun. And it was pretty cool. And you know, in today's society, um especially in our cultures it's hard like i can see how it's hard for our parents to just be like okay my son's growing up kind of thing um and like you said randy like eventually you're gonna as a parent you're gonna have to go through that too and see your see your child grow up before your eyes and then you know kind of just you know fly away from the nest kind of thing yep it's inevitable yeah so all right so now that bun or bow is done Let's get into the Incredibles. Uh, Incredibles one, though, which kind of paved the way for us, us to Incredibles two, um, came out in two thousand four, and I'm going to defer to Rob because this was one of Rob's favorite movies of all time. His votes, if you will. Oh my gosh! Um, <laughs> I was like, what? Oh jeez. Oh. <laughs> his favorite movies of his favorite of all time. Um, yeah, so Rob, what did you, how did you feel about Incredibles 1? 
Um, any it's uh, Incredibles one is by far my favorite incredible or uh, Pixar movie. Um, you know, besides Pixar, Toy Story, not, not Disney. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it makes a pretty strong run for for Disney animation movie too. Um, it's just I, at the time that it came out, you know, I it came out. I, I think it was like my senior year in high school, and my first job was at a video store, it was at Hollywood Video. Mm-hmm. Um, and the movie Rest came out on like VHS and DVD, and we would just be playing it all the time in the store. And so I got to watch it like multiple times, you know, mm-hmm. besides just the, the time that I saw in the theater. And I mean, just the, the theme of it, like it being like, you know, a, a fun family movie that had to do with like superheroes that were unknown, like they weren't Marvel or DC, anything like that. It just, it was just a huge, like wide open um like playground for them to to really dig in and have a lot of fun with and that's what i felt you know with that first one um and ever since they would they were like announcing all these sequels with like cars and toy story i was like dude where is my incredibles sequel and i've been asking that question for the last 13 14 years Um, (laughs) cars cars went three deep before (laughs) incredibles got a sequel (laughs) yeah they got all these mater movies and all that stuff and yeah. planes, and then ridiculous too. It was ridiculous, ridiculous that it took so long. Yeah, it was pretty ridiculous. Um, but yeah, dude, Incredibles one kind of just paved the way. Like, like it came out before. Did it come out before Iron Man one, Randy? Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's yeah, like four years. Or something? It kind of yeah. just set the tone for for hero movies, you know, for Disney. And Incredibles one was pretty much just Incredibles. Like I felt like there was. I felt like there was nothing wrong with the Incredibles, you know, like there was no plot holes. Um, I couldn't put like point out one wrong thing about the first Incredibles. But um, since then I ran, I mean, Rob pretty much hit it on the nose and we just were, I think we were all waiting as a collective for Incredibles two. And when they announced Incredibles two, I we were just super hype. And then it was here before we knew it. You know, yeah. So shout out, shout out to Brad Bird for keeping the Incredibles alive, and shout out to the whole cast for, or most of the cast for coming back for the second round of Incredibles. So, um, all right, let's get into the Incredibles two. Um, any quick thoughts on the Underminer, Randy? Uh, because that's because not... that's where we left off Incredibles one, right? Yeah, it was literally this movie picked up right as the uh, first first one one ended. ended. Yeah, Um, I mean, I thought it was whatever. He served his purpose. Um, He was pretty crafty uh, with his execution of uh, what did he do? He had like that that drill that was going through the earth, and then he did his thing, and then he launched it to. Uh, basically mess up the city. Uh, I thought that was dope. I thought it was pretty funny and kind of weird at the same time how he just so happened to have like where all the money went, like that little container also had wheels and a little drill as well. So Mm -hmm. I was like, it's a little too convenient, but all right, (laughs) I'll take it. Um, But I thought the character was all right. I mean, he's definitely like like most hero 
uh, hero stories where you have like the main villains and like the side villains. And he was a side villain that, yeah, he got away and we'll see him hopefully again. And he's kind of just causing low level uh, crimes and stuff like that compared to uh, the main villain of the movie. So I thought he was cool. He served his purpose. So Underminer is the scarecrow to Screenslaver's Joker is what you're saying. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess you can go that route, you know, the Scarecrow's there doing his thing, but it's not like grand scale messing up, well, I guess he was trying to, uh, 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 mess everybody up with the water and stuff, but that's besides the point. Yeah, he's, he's not a main character, or main villain, I should say. Yeah, I was, uh, I was actually pretty surprised that they picked up exactly where Incredibles 1 left off. You know, it's just it was it was pretty cool to see uh, the entrance of the movie of to the fight to the underminer from Tony's perspective. Tony being the kid that was asking out Violet at the um, that was asking out Violet, and then I think it was was it Decker or is that his name? I don't want to say his name wrong. Decker or Dicker. The agent dude who was interviewing Tony at the beginning? I thought it was Decker. Okay. No, I'm Either thinking way. Dicker. Yeah, Rick Dicker. Oh, Is it maybe. Rick Dicker? <laughs> yeah. just the agent. Funny, like... We'll just go with the agent. All right. We'll just... uh, see, even the agent sounds funny because then I think the Matrix. But okay. <laughs> All right. So we'll just go with Dicker. So it was, it was really weird. Um, it was really cool um, to see the fight with Underminer from Tony's perspective and then seeing Violet take off her mask in front of Tony and then she's like, oh, hey, uh, and kind of like freaking out. Um, but it was, a, it was a good entry to the movie, you know, to The Incredibles 2 because you didn't know if the Underminer was going to be the, you know, to the start of the movie. Yeah. Um, but since we're on topic about little villains in comparison to the grand scale of the big villains, uh, Rob, what did you think about the screen slaver? Um, I thought I thought he was a really good villain, or she was a really good villain. Um, yeah, uh, just the the way, just in general, like their what she wanted to achieve, which was to like take down like superheroes um, by showing them, you know, by like brainwashing them and then having them like take out that whole boat of uh, like. Or like politicians and other superheroes and stuff that would have if she would have succeeded they they would have like outlawed superheroes and you know like they hunted them down yeah and, for uh, good. made it bad for everyone which i mean it's a it's a pretty big you know stake or a pretty big uh thing to to try and take down um but yeah it, it reminded me a lot of um zemo uh, yeah i was thinking the same thing yeah where he's you know he had to like brainwash him or you know you pit the pit the heroes against themselves um, basically, to achieve what he wanted, which was you know to outlaw all supers. So um, no, I thought that I thought that was really cool, and I thought the tech that she used um, was really awesome. And just in general, I like that she was uh, like a female villain. Um, mm-hmm. I know there's like you know you know we just talked about Crazy Rich Asians and Ocean's Eight. There's a you know I'm liking that they're kind of swaying from the main. You know, usually it's like a male crazy crazy guy doing the, the villain and having all the fun and stuff. So it was, a, it was a really nice to see a smart, capable woman doing it. She like came really close to achieving her goal too. 
Um, so I thought that was cool. And uh, that that there's that fight scene between Elastigirl and I, you know, technically as a pizza guy that was like being enslaved. But that fight scene was ridiculously complex, but like also like super high stakes. Um, there, yeah, there's a I think there's a point where the screen slaver like grabs the axe when they're trying to like fight, and I was like, oh, <laughs> like I, you know, I legitimately got scared, and it, you know, it's ridiculous. Like in that moment, I, I I had to remind myself, oh, it's a kids movie, it's it's Disney, it's Pixar, like hey, you never yeah. know. You never <laughs> yeah. Know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so I thought I thought it was really awesome. Um, uh, yeah, man. I, I really I really hope that you know they keep these these uh, these movies going and we get even even crazier villains. Um, yeah, no. I thought Screen Slaver is up there. I, I like Screen Slaver better than I did Underminer and uh, Syndrome. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't a, a fan. More I wasn't a fan of Syndrome. What? Yeah, I thought was... Syndrome. I thought Syndrome was pretty good considering. He was like he he wanted to be a super, but just right. didn't know how to didn't know how to harness his power or quote unquote power. Um, so he just he was kind of just like aloof with everything. So he just ended up being a bad guy. Um, I just felt that, and I get it. That I think that was the character's point was that he was just annoying, dude. I was like, quit <laughs> whining. Ugh. But I think, like I said, that was the point was to have that annoying kid that just won't give up because that was basically the theme the whole time even mr yeah. incredible was having a hard time with him but uh yeah 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 so um i just want to touch base on that fight scene with the pizza boy when the last girl did you guys know that disney was issuing uh seizure precautions for Warning? this movie yeah yeah now that now that you mention it i could totally see it for that scene because oh, they yeah. had all that all that crazy visual stuff going oh, on. Oh my gosh, that that scene was like crazy to watch. First off, the fights, like the fight choreography. I know there's not much choreography going on. I guess you mm. could say, like in terms, like in relation to that of a John Wick movie, but it was still pretty. It was still pretty good and crispy. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was a big fan of that fight scene in general. Um, so let's go into Elastigirl and. And the Incredibles, that whole family. Um, Randy, what's your what's your thought? Being that you're the dad, what's your thought on Mister Incredible and his character, and his character arc? Oh, I totally felt him. Like, dude, I felt bad for him, uh, and I understand his struggle. You know, going from, uh, and it's not necessarily being the quote unquote breadwinner of the house, but just not being home every day and then coming home to having to shift gears and understand how the house is run. I totally felt for him because that's the struggle of every dad. Uh, when you're put into a situation where you get put out of your norm, you know, and like for me, if I'm home at, or, uh, if I'm at work all day and then I show up, after work, it's like I just missed out on eight hours of what's been going on. You know, he was the same thing. He was working and then he would leave to go hang out with Frozone every once in a while and stuff. And he kind of felt detached. Um, and as a dad, I think they hit it uh, spot on. Like just the struggles that he had and trying to take care of a kid. And the kid is going through stuff and he's trying to understand what it is 
um mm-hmm. and all that I, I thought it was just a, a great job i really liked uh miss incredible's arc in this movie yeah like i'm you pretty much hit it spot on it was kind of sad um it was kind of sad seeing him change rules from that of incredibles one where he was you know he was like trying to become a super again yeah um and change from that role back into the dad role which he pretty much never was like he was he was the breadwinner i guess you could say he was working the nine to five job um you know, trying to earn the money for the family, for the family to survive while Mrs. Incredible was at home being the mom. And in that day and age, um, which I'm assuming was, you know, based on the vehicles and everything, but in that day and age, that was the norm. Yeah. You know, like the the man was the breadwinner going out to do the things. But in this one, uh, back to what Rob was saying with everything else was that, we're switching gears from the man being the breadwinner to the woman being the strong, um, being the strong breadwinner, I guess you could say. Not that she was bringing home any cheese or bread, but um, it was nice to see that the woman was the quote unquote man of the house, if you will. So it was nice to see Mrs. Incredible do that. So let's get into Mrs. Incredible, who was incredible. Oh my god. <laughs> Golly. Here nice. we go. Yeah. Uh she was pretty incredible, man. It was nice to see it was nice to see Elastigirl do her thing finally and see and kind of just see how her powers worked. Like the whole chasing with her in the uh train or the monorail was, scene. was so that sick. Was nasty. <laughs> yeah. Like when she um when she detached the bike. I was like, yo, that was like that was pretty sick. Like everything that she did. And then I mean let's not let's not forget how she looked on the bike because Oh my gosh. Let's not get into that. (laughs) Sick. No, but I mean that was like, you know, that's just my teenage the teenage guy in me, like remember Incredibles and one and I'm like, man, you know, she's she's voluptuous. Anyway, I digress. So Mrs. Incredible, uh, what did you think about Mrs. Incredible, Elastigirl, Helen Parr, Rob? Um, I thought she was dope. Um, I really did like them in general, just showcasing everybody's powers. Um, Miss Incredible, I, I, what I really liked is that it wasn't the same kind of stuff that we saw in the first one, where she was, you know, show, like becoming like a parachute, um, that kind of stuff. They kind of had her branch out a little bit more. And so she she definitely had like a lot more like I don't know I don't for lack of a better phrase like the web slinging aspect. There was that scene where she's trying to figure out where Screen Slaver's signals coming from, and she was like trying to go get around the city that way. And she was like rubber banding and like launching herself, slingshotting herself around the city. Um, I thought that was really dope. Um, and then uh, one thing that I thought was really awesome was when she gets captured, and in order to keep her from using her powers. Or anything like that. They uh, they had her like hooked up to like liquid nitrogen, or mm-hmm. you know, basically made it so that she's cold she and you know, yeah, like, she couldn't expand or yeah, stretch or anything. Yeah, um, which I thought was really dope. We, we I've seen it before in the comic books with uh, with Mister Fantastic, um, and I think it was also in one of your favorite movies, Alan. Uh, I think it was in the second Fantastic Four movie, <laughs> where that's how like F four Fantastic. <laughs> oh my gosh, um, dude. Yeah, but they froze him so that he couldn't move. Um, and you know, so 
for the for the chemistry nerds out there, if you freeze rubber or anything like elast or the elasticity, you like make it so the molecules can't move around as fast, and uh, you're able to like break it. So I thought that was really cool. Um, they really went like and did like a deep dive on the powers um, in this movie, mm-hmm. and uh, and yeah, and I really felt the struggle. I felt like you know the first Incredibles was really about Mister Incredible. And maybe and like maybe the sub story was like Dash and him coming to terms with his powers. Like he wants to use his powers and he you know, but he also can't like really show him using his powers. And I felt like the second one, um, Incredibles Two was a lot more about Miss Incredible and Violet's story. Um, her coming to terms with her powers and like how it's gonna uh, oh. how it'll work with her personal life too. Yeah. Um so I thought it was it was really cool to see, you know, the the dynamic change. It wasn't just a rehash of the first one. Yeah. Um hope you know, so uh yeah i thought i thought it was good so kind of seeing the women of the family right 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 yeah well uh let's get into the uh into that then let's let's talk about violet and her character arc um violet being the eldest of the siblings um rob i know you are the eldest of your siblings how like like how did you think violet played into the family's dynamic as a one as a family two as a superhero family oh man that's a loaded question um being the being the oldest you know she did she definitely had to take charge and i thought she did a good job you know when it came down towards the end like both the parents were like hypnotized all you know her lucius all the other soups were uh that she could have befriended were all like hypnotized or under screen slavers control so it really she really had to kind of become the leader at the end there and i thought she did a really good job you know she had to make sure that the family was safe um, and her using her powers like to turn invisible, like she was going to be the scout, and she left it to like Dash to watch the baby and stuff. Um, but at, and at the same time, like you know, in the beginning of the movie, I felt like she's always kind of like taking the back seat whenever they go into like action. You know, as you know, we see with the Underminer like yeah, chase that whole, that whole scene. You know, she kind of gets left in the dust, like literally by Dash mm-hmm. to kind of watch the baby, just because she's not fast or strong. Yeah, but, um, you, you know, you see her using her abilities to, like, save uh, some people from, like, falling rubble. So she, she has really ill powers. I really do like the development of her powers. Like, in the, in the first one, she, she hesitated or couldn't flex her powers, like, well enough to, like, form that, like, little force field bubble. But yeah. I felt like in this one, she was using it, like, left and right. And, and uh, it was, like, super strong. It, like, withstood, like, lava and stuff. So... Yeah. Um, it was really nice to see her her powers like develop and her like take charge of the family when she when she needed to. She definitely stepped up. Yeah, I think the I think the part where she was on when they were on the yacht and she said, "Dad, I'll take care of Jack Jack." Like she stepped up and said like and took responsibility of the of the siblings pretty much. Mm-hmm. You know, she, yeah. Cuz I think that was one of the things where um Mr. Incredible was kind of like peeved at was during the first one, like during the Underminer um encounter beginning of the movie she kind of was just like no dash you take care of jack jack and then dash like no you take care of jack jack and they were just like fighting and bickering while mommy and daddy were trying to save the day kind of thing you know so um and i'll get into it about dash um i it's funny that you said that about the first movie being about the dad and about dash and then the second movie being about violet and mrs incredible and pretty much jack jack you know jack jack pretty much became his own, I guess. Oh, yeah, first, man. In the second movie. But um, Dash, I felt, was just kind of underwhelming in this movie. You know, aside from the under... 
aside from the um, underminer fight, he kind of just you didn't really get to see his speed much. Um, I think in the yacht, in the yacht scene, he all he did was just press the button, kind of thing to to bring his dad back up when he was attached to the anchor, right? Yeah, for the most part. Right. As far as like serious, uh, like speed wise. Well, not even just that, just like an actual serious responsibility thing. That was really all he did um, besides watching Jack-Jack. I mean, I guess there was a scene with the car and he kind of figured out how it worked. But yeah, yeah. besides that, I don't feel that he did too much um, as far as progressing the story. Yeah. So it was, it was just kind of his story arc was just kind of underwhelming in this movie. Um, didn't get to see much of that, but um, we'll talk about the youngest of the three siblings, Jack, Jack and Randy. I'm going to defer this to you because you being the only parent in this with a child, how did you feel about Jack, Jack's powers and Jack, Jack's character development? I thought it was great. Uh, obviously he was kind of the, uh, comedy for the movie uh most of his scenes relied on him doing ridiculous things like fighting the raccoon oh god was what awesome. a sick scene by the yeah, way that was awesome uh i had a great time watching that scene uh mm. but i mean if we're gonna go back to the father thing i think it's spot on because i mean like my daughter right now she's trying to understand how to do things and jack jack is the same way like he's he doesn't know how to control each individual power you know he has so many powers but you know based on his emotion one thing can happen he can end up being on fire or the laser eyes or the little monster guy like that's exactly how a baby is they're just Mm -hmm. so indecisive and you never know what you're gonna get so i thought that they captured jack jack perfectly uh, with yeah. that, uh, but real quick, talking about Jack Jack, um, we didn't really talk too much about this in previous episodes, but recently we started getting into Funko Pops and collecting those. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know recently there was a metal Jack Jack, Chrome Jack Jack, yeah, Chrome Jack Jack. Yeah. Did that ever happen in one of the movies? In the first one. It was the first one, right? Okay, that's what yeah, I thought. It didn't happen in this one, I don't think. Okay. What did it happen sure. in the first one? He goes, uh, when Syndrome uh, is trying to take the baby up to his ship, and Jack-Jack yeah. starts going through all of his powers. Mm. Uh, one of them is, yeah, he goes Colossus. He just goes Chrome, and then, like, Syndrome is, like, struggling to, like, <laughs> like still, to like, lift him, him up in the air. Yeah. 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 That mm. was, um, yeah, the first reveal that he even had powers. But the parents didn't see it. Right, yeah. 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 And that's something yeah. I had to be reminded about too. I was like, wait, they don't know that he has powers? Yeah. And I had to come back and watch it. Yeah. And if you guys get a chance, speaking of Jack Jack, there's that Pixar uh, like short. Uh, it's called like Jack Jack's Adventure or something like that. And it's it happens it's the stuff that happens in the first movie. Um, Mrs. Incredible gets a phone call from the babysitter. Uh, <laughs> multiple voicemails yeah. about Jack Jack like being like really weird, quote unquote. And this little short <laughs> yeah. shows the uh, the babysitter has the unfortunate Jack task. Jack being really weird. <laughs> yeah, she has the unfortunate task of discovering that 
he has all these powers. And it's hilarious to see that progression because at the end of the babysitting session, you see her have like all of this stuff around her to protect herself and the baby from each one of his like different forms. She has like the fire extinguisher from when he turns into fire. Yeah. She's like weighted him down with like a dumbbell to make sure he's not like running away. And she's like, <laughs> she has like a mirror for when he has like laser beam eyes. Oh God. She's, she's like just deadbeat tired. But like every time the baby does something, she's just like really lazily like blocking this and that. It, it was really awesome. Yeah, that was pretty cool when I, I think it was Violet when Violet picked up Jack Jack and he's like Jack Jack laser beams eyes and then she's like pew 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 pew. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, uh, of all of Jack Jack's powers, which one would you prefer? That he, like you had to dwindle it down to one, right? Which mm-hmm. one would you prefer that he had? Uh, whoever wants to answer first. Uh, all right, I guess I'll go. Uh, I thought the monster Jack-Jack was the cool one. Just full transformation, anger, and all that. Just uh, going to town. I'm going monster Jack-Jack. What about you, Rob? Oh, man. I'm going to have to go with, with flam-on Jack-Jack. When it happens in the, in the first movie. Oh, I think it's during the, the short. Uh, the babysitter shows he's like she's trying to play like flashcards with him and she shows him like a house a triangle and then she shows him like a campfire and that's when he like he starts laughing and then he just bursts into flames mm-hmm. that i laughed like hysterically from that um yeah, and i feel like he does the most I, I think that would be like the most op out of the powers too the other ones are really cool like visually and for like comedic but uh like him if like you know he's just going through this as like part of his adolescence or like him growing up when he starts to like lose these other powers yeah. i would want him to, to stick with the fire and then i think you know that also pro- partly because then the family would be like full-on fantastic four <laughs> abilities dude i was thinking yeah. the same exact thing like this is pretty much just like a better version of fantastic four <laughs> like oh, almost yeah. as if there's five of them but um oh my gosh yeah it was it was pretty good and um i would have to agree with rob like i I would want jack jack to have the fire if he were if this is just a phase where he's kind of like testing out all of his powers and then as he gets older he just narrows it down to the one power but the fire would be super sick to have um i guess you could say uh, it would be fire thanks for saying my opinion was stupid It's not stupid. Uh, I we we kind of skipped over this, or like we didn't skip over it. But um, I just wanted to mention this. But when Mister Incredible was trying to make things right because he made things wrong with Tony and Violet, and brought Violet to Tony's work, and Violet's <laughs> like, was a good "Why scene. are we here?" And <laughs> Tony was like. Hi, welcome to. I forgot what the name of the restaurant was, but he's like, "Hi, welcome. Would you guys like some water, or you guys like to order?" And then she like looks up, and she water comes out of the nose, and my Alexa's going off right now. Hold on one sec. It's weird. It's like listening to me. Anyway, always. Um, yeah. It's, oh God, it's so weird. Um, so Violet, um, like spits water out of her nose and i and i don't know about your guys' theaters but that in my theater drew the biggest laugh ever i didn't i uh, me too i was 
I was laughing my ass off, but that was pretty funny. It was um, a good scene. Her face got all like contorted and stuff too. It was it was hilarious. Yeah, it was it was <laughs> good. It was real good. Um, all right, so we kind of went over all the powers for the Incredibles and the Incredible Family, um, and we kind of drew similarities to the Fantastic Four. Um, so let me pose this question to you guys, and Randy, you can go first. If you were a super, or if you had a superpower, what would it be? Ooh, that's tough. I mean, I thought he was just a badass character altogether. I'm just going to go with Frozone as a whole. Dude, I thought Frozone was sick. I think I look similar in ways. So I'm going with it. <laughs> I'm going with Frozone. Frozone's power, controlling ice, little Iceman action. But uh, skating around and all that, so that's gonna be my my power if I could choose one. Okay, Rob, so we all we you? all know we wait, wait, wait we all know that Frozone uses his power for good. How would you use his power to be neutral? Like, to let's be... say you're not even a super. Like, let's say you're not even like a superhero. Like, let's say they enacted the um, the laws against the supers. And you kind of just had to live the rest of your life as just a normal human being. How would you? How would you use your power just to be neutral? Dude, I would. I would not need a hydro flask. Like that'd be <laughs> awesome. Like I could just have a cup, cool it off. Every drink would Perfect. be cold. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's awesome. But I don't have to hide. Like I could just be in. Uh, like people could see what I could do, or am I trying to hide it? Let's let's just say you have to hide it. Oh, because yeah, because because supers were outlawed. Yeah. Uh, the big one is yeah. I wouldn't need a hydro flask. I can cool off any drink that I want. <laughs> um, I can have ice cream just sitting out for a long time. Um, but those are like the little things. I was gonna say that if I didn't have to hide it, I would just skate around everywhere like he does. But um, <laughs> yeah, I would just like my Powerade that I have here on my desk right now. Like it's it'd getting be warm. Ice cold. Yep, it'd be it's ice cold warm. every yeah. time. By the way, Rob, did you want to touch base on uh, Samuel L. Jackson's achievement here? Uh, you've talked about it in pretty much every Disney, <laughs> Marvel, Star Wars movie, so I might as well defer to you and ask you to uh, announce this to our loungers. But is there something Samuel L. Jackson did in particular? So I, it's a it's a self made award that uh, because of all the properties that Disney now owns. If you had um, to, if you had to name this award, <laughs> what would this award be? Well, I guess you could name it after him. I, I've just been referring to it as the Triple Crown, um, meaning that an actor has appeared in each of the big arms that uh, Disney's in charge of: um, Star Wars, Marvel, and uh, Disney Animation slash Pixar. Um, and so Samuel L. Jackson, to my to my knowledge, is the only one that's appeared in all three universes, or uh, on all three arms: uh, Mace Windu, Frozone, and then um, uh, Nick Fury from the MCU. Yeah. So I don't. Yeah, I know there. I know a couple of characters are pretty close. A couple of actors are pretty close, but uh, he's the only one so far that I know of that that has uh, that's appeared in all three. So triple crown to uh, to Mr. Sammy J. Yeah, dude. I, you've, you've talked about it in almost every podcast 
that we've had to review. <laughs> I've been trying to find people that that have done it. Yeah, and here we are, man. It's here we, <laughs> here we are talking about him, and like I'm surprised it hasn't come up, come up yet. So I just I like as soon as Randy said Frozen, I was like, Rob, you uh-huh. have to say it. But um, <laughs> isn't <laughs> this is going to go back to something we talked about in previous episode? Um, but isn't Alan Tudyk close to a triple crown because he's been in Star Wars? He's been in. I remember he was in Disney Animation, and I don't think he was in Pixar, but he was in Disney Animation. Um, he was in Moana. What would what would he be in Marvel? Has he been in Marvel yet? No, huh? I think oh, that's he, the one he's missing. Oh, he was in. <laughs> he had a very small role in uh, Deadpool too. Very small role. Did he? Did he? Yeah. Is that what when, we looked up? I feel like we looked yeah, that, that up. Yeah, that's that's, oh. that's he was the, one of the hillbillies that was that one. Oh, up. you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're talking about but like, that's not. Yeah, but that's not Marvel Studios. Right. It's Fox. Yeah. Marvel. Yeah. yeah. All right, Rob. So oh, if you man. were a super, what would your power be? Oh man. Um. First, first choice would be Frozone, but um, but Randy Boy swiped that one on. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So good job, man. Uh, if I had to not, if I wasn't able to choose that one because it was already selected, um, then I would go with. Uh, I think I would go with Violet's powers. Sick. I feel like those are that's pretty OP as far compared to most everyone else. I like the the she can do the little force bubble, and uh, turn invisible, and I guess she can use it to like slice the shit too. That's what she did in this one. She like sliced the rubble or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't he do weird. that? Well, real quick, what's weird about the little bubble thing is that it's kind of like a Super Smash Brothers shield, how they have that little yeah. bubble. And then yeah, as yeah. they get more damage, it gets smaller and smaller and smaller. Um, yeah. I thought that was kind of weird, but I feel like... I think... Or the way that I interpreted it as, um, it's her getting scared. Like she's making it weaker because it's getting more damage that's oh. how i took it um but i think the, yeah. other, the other thing too i want to bring up and i think well another reason why i like these movies is because with the powers they don't make them so op because if yeah. if it was that if that was the case where she doesn't get scared or that it doesn't slowly start like losing its like structural integrity or whatever um then yeah she would just use the bubble the entire time and it'd be a really boring movie yeah but um but yeah, and it's like it's her powers, but then it's also like Frozone. Like he can't use his ice powers if he's dehydrated. Like I thought that was like a really nasty like footnote from the first movie. As yeah, that. like he'll he'll eventually run out of ice. You know what I mean? Like yeah. So I think that's cool is that they're putting these little kind of boundaries on these powers to make them kind of grounded, not super super op. Like I'm sure, uh, like Dash, I'm sure gets tired after a little bit too. So things like that, I I really really like about their powers um but yeah so, i mean i i, I think I, I, at the end of the day i would i would probably pick violet's powers i think turning invisible and the force bubble and stuff i think would, would benefit me and my aims to to become a evil supervillain. <laughs> so if you were if you were violet yeah how yeah. would you yeah yeah you are so if you were violet how would you use your power for evil Oh man, um, I've always said this. If if super, if like people woke up with superpowers, or if there's a way that I could 
get some like X genes or something like put in me, I would for sure use my powers for evil. Um, just a huge just crime wave. Um, using Violet's powers specifically, I think I would try and just rob some banks. Just turn invisible and uh, I don't know, like force bubble push or break open vaults and stuff like that. Yeah, you could basically you pick up anything. Mm-hmm. And move it around, and then go invisible, and all that stuff. She's pretty. She's pretty nasty. Yeah. So yeah. definitely, you'd have to use your ice powers to stop me or any boy, but you'd lose. Uh, <laughs> probably, probably, but I'll just skate away. <laughs> I mean, if I could just leave, but you know. That's true. Um, if I had to choose, I'd probably choose the fire for Jack Jack. Hmm. Uh, get my uh get my johnny flame on <laughs> oh my gosh so, <laughs> all right if you had the fire then it and what would you do with it, it on a day-to-day basis like if i were to just be neutral yeah neutral oh man um i would heat up my food nice yeah i would have, i wouldn't <laughs> Real i wouldn't feel bad yeah, well, I mean, it's just as exciting as cooling down your drinks. This is very true. <laughs> <laughs> true. It's almost the exact opposite. But yeah. um, yeah, like I, I think it'd be fun to just like, you know, let's say like, I guess I can't do it in front of people, so I can't yeah. like light their cigarette or anything. Um, but if I smoked weed or whatever, like I could, like in the comfort of my own home, like light my own bowl with like the snap of my finger or something. That'd be pretty funny. Like as a like as a teenager or something, um, just light my own bowl or like cook my own food, you know, barbecue my own my own meats. But that I think that'd be pretty funny. But um, that'd probably be as neutral as you get without being noticed. Yeah, like just know. imagine like you never need a lighter, so you can go camping and literally just say "flame <laughs> on" and but, you have your. But I can't. On. No one can know. So you know what I would do? I would I would take like the stick and do that thing on the ground, like rub them together, and, like, you know, rub them together, and like <laughs> you know try to do that. And the moment someone, yeah, the moment someone isn't looking, I'm like just like I'm <laughs> just like snap, and then be like you know fire all of a sudden. So fire would that be your command? Like when you need fire to come out? Oh, fire. okay. So command. Um, <laughs> if I was, if my command were if I had to say a command, oh man, fire would be really weird. I mean, it's appropriate. What, what, yeah, what I mean, I guess. What would yours be, Frozone or Randy? Mine would be chill. <laughs> oh, throwback to the first one. There you go. That was pretty good. <laughs> I'm just getting a drink. <laughs> uh... That was pretty good. Yeah. What about you, you tell, Rob? Just would there be? It. Yeah, you just watched it like a couple hours ago. But what about you, Rob? What would your like if you had to have like a little exclamation every time you did your power? What would it be? It'd probably just be me going, "Oh shit!" <laughs> and then I would like put the bubble up or turn invisible. I feel like my my powers would be more of a reaction than uh, <laughs> than like me trying to be proactive with it. No, the way Rob has to do it, instead of saying something, he has to do a crazy, like, arm flailing around gesture. Like, you have to summon it like uh, Doctor Strange. 
and his little shoes. Oh, man. That would be ill. That would be pretty yeah. funny. Or um, Every because, time you got to do that. Because I posed a question to Rob as if he were a villain, like using Violet's powers. What, like, let's say, like, you know how Jack Sparrow, every time he almost gets caught, he's like, like today will be the day that you almost had Captain Jack Sparrow. What would your line be, Rob, if you were to have one? Like whenever I got away? Yeah, whenever you got away. Fuck, I don't even know, man. <laughs> well, yeah, I think we're on the spot. It would, it's on it the spot, dude. Yeah, but it would help if we had names too. Like, okay, you have sorry. Something catchy. Jeez, now because I have to come up with a name. Too. I know. Yeah, I you're know. on the spot, dude. You're on the spot. Oh, I, yeah, I can't think of a name, but I, dude, my phrase right, would be it's like, "It's happening right now. It's happening right now." And you're like, oh my god, who are you? And you gotta do it. You gotta do it. And you're like, my um, name. dude, I don't know, man. It would uh, force, force boy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, dude, force boy. Force boy, coming oh, to yeah. save the day. No, he's a villain. Oh, oh yeah, sorry. To ruin everything. But, <laughs> and right. what would be your like? What would be your exclamation every time like someone like, oh my god, Force Boy, like, why do you do this? And you're like, today, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I'd be like, well, you know, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, jeez. Fuck you, and you just (laughs) poof, gone. (laughs) You shrug your shoulders, then disappear. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, can't turn invisible. Where'd you go? Wow. You're like, well, uh, fuck you. And it's like, it's like, poof, he's gone. Well, I just have like my whole body disappear, but the last part of me would just be me like flipping the bird, and that'll be the last. <laughs> be the only body part left over. Yeah. And just like, just like a little floating, yeah, middle finger roll. for a little bit, and then go away. <laughs> what about you, Randy? You can't use Frozone. That would be unoriginal. Uh, ice cold, bro. That'd be my name. That'd be your, that'd be your name? Yep. Ice cold? Yep. yep. So like, what's cooler than being cool would be like your exactly. That's exactly what I would say. That's sick. what's cooler than being cool, and then I'd have that very intense pause, and then I would say ice cold, and then like all the ice would be flying at them, and that would be the last thing they see and hear. Wait, are you a bad guy now? No, I was just saying. <laughs> I was like... just saying with the same criteria <laughs> as if then, I was a bad guy. Then... That's what okay. I'd be doing. Ooh, that'd be yeah. that was pretty badass. I got chills right there. Exactly. <laughs> ice cold. Ice cold, baby. <laughs> ice what cold, about you? Baby. Oh man, fire! I'd be the fireman. Oh my the god! The fireman. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, oh so my cringy. God. But yeah, that's the whole point. <laughs> I think that was the point for all of ours. No, for real though, I think it'd be cool if it was like backdraft or something. Like oh, that's okay. Name? Backdraft? Yeah, that would be All my right. villain name, backdraft. Right. I feel like that would be like a like your superpower would be have to do with like farting or something though. <laughs> Ooh, maybe that's how I start my power. I don't know. You have to let it like rip. I was, I know, like, <laughs> that's how you pr- produce all that like flame and stuff. Yeah, so instead of rip. saying like flame on, I go let it rip. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> and then, like wow. on days where it's like really hard, I go. Let it rip. 
<laughs> we really need to rope this back in. Let's reel it back in, guys. All right, guys. So, so Incredibles two. Uh, the, one of the things in, in Incredibles one and Incredibles two, one of the things that was happening outside of, um, outside of the family itself was the fact that the society was trying to get rid of or restart the super movement. I think it started in super in the first soup in the first Incredibles, where I think somebody had accidentally killed somebody. It wasn't the very beginning of Incredibles one. Uh, Randy and Rob, you guys can um, correct me if I'm wrong. But uh, if you were a, just a regular citizen in this in this movie, and you had to vote whether you were for or against supers, uh, what you know, where would your stance be? And I guess I'll I'll ask Rob first. Uh, I think I think it comes down to escalation. Um, usually, like. In this sense, I would think that it has to do with there has to be like a, a an opposite an opposing force to go with it. So if if crime like escalates too, if we get supervillains, then yeah, of course I would want heroes to deal with it. You know, we have criminals now, and our force against them is the police. But if there is like a, a force that the police couldn't stop, then I would for sure want uh, some supers out there. Uh, my vote would be for supers all the way, Randy. Oh, I agree. Um, it's funny because while Rob was talking, I was thinking of uh, Unbreakable, the movie, which mm-hmm. was based on superheroes as well. And the opposing side, how there is always a superhero. and Or if there is a superhero, there's always an opposing force. And I was like, oh, yeah, what do you know? It's Samuel L. Jackson. Again. I knew it. Um <laughs> But yeah, I agree. Um, if crime starts to go up and it's necessary, then yeah, they should be around doing their thing. And then uh, if they do their job and crime is low, then lay low. You know, they're regular people as well. Just live your life. But don't just, well, I guess it doesn't really matter if they're flying around. They're keeping people in check so that crime doesn't go up. So I'm for it. I'm all for it. Yeah, um, I guess there's real no real reason to be against it, um, because I guess in Civil War the reason they were against it was because, like Avengers, not Avengers, but Captain America: Civil War. The reason why they were against it was because uh, I think Vision said it when he said, "When you have these powers, you invite um, you invite people to attack," kind of thing. Yeah, it's a like, challenge. You yeah, it's a challenge. So, like, if you think of Sokovia, if you think of, um, if you think of New York City with the attack on New York, and then you think of <clears throat> Crossbones in the beginning of Civil War, like you're inviting challenge and you're inviting people to fight against you. But I guess the the debate wasn't against supers or like whether you're. In that movie, at least, in that movie, it wasn't for or against supers. It was the regulation of of superheroes. So the regulation of um, powers. So like you had Team Stark and then you had Team Cap. But um, if I were just a regular citizen in this movie and in this uh, cinematic universe that is The Incredibles, I'd be for the supers just because they're you know 
people people popped up. The underminer popped up. Uh, screensaver popped up, and there were, you know, they had made being a super illegal. So it's not to say that it's not to say that they invited or invited challenge. This challenge just arose, and they arose to the challenge, kind of thing. I mean, it's so. like in the Batman movies how. Batman was hiding and he was gone and no was no one was keeping the villains in check. Well, what happened? Gotham fell apart and all that stuff and then when he came back it kind of uh went down again. So checks and balances, bro. That's what it's all yeah. about. Yeah, I think my only the only way I would like change my vote on you know, being four supers is if they had to answer to a, a higher power. Like if if they were if they were like like in Civil War, I think that was that's what's that was what was so divisive about the Avengers was um some of them were for you know answering to a higher power because like we would you know keep everybody in check and then everybody like regulation. Like, Right, Caps yeah. Caps team didn't want to do it because you know what happens. It's like he's in the movie. What happens if they want to send us somewhere where we don't want to go in, where we shouldn't be going in? Yeah, kind of like um, kind of like well, what he saw with Red Skull. You know, he saw he saw what corruption can do to somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or not? Yeah. So Red Skull, like he saw what Hitler did and like how um he Hitler corrupted everybody and blah blah blah. But so I could see I could see Caps thing. Um, now because we're all, we've all watched Incredibles one and two, um, and at the end of Incredibles one, we were expecting Incredibles two, but it took 14 years to get here. Where does that leave us with Incredibles two? Do, are we expecting Incredibles three? Would you like an Incredibles three? Um, uh, are you okay with just leaving it at, at Incredibles two? Like, where would you like to see this go? Randy? Uh, I'd be satisfied if they left it alone with just a one and two, but I feel like both were so good that I want more. So the greedy side in me is like, yeah, let's get uh, a side story that has to do with uh, the kids now. Because, yeah, we had Miss Incredible in the first one, uh, Miss Incredible in the second one. Well, let's have an adventure for the kids in... A third one or something along those lines or just another adventure just like uh we wanted or like what i wanted with deadpool where it's like you know i don't need story building or uh character building anymore just another adventure um so that'd be cool if that's the route that they went with a third one but we'll see that'd be nice but yeah rob Oh yeah, man! I'm always gonna advocate for them uh, making more and more Incredibles movies. Um, one thing that I was a little disappointed in, um, but I, I kind of see why they wanted to stick with the same timeline, was that when they announced Incredibles two, I thought we might get like years later, mm-hmm. and so I was expecting to see like Dash like as a teenager running or something like that. And I really want them to like, you know, if they do move forward with like time, I want to see like everybody's powers develop a little more, like. The kids like you know go like you know full like super saiyan like i want to see dash like break the sound barrier yeah like, and, like pushing violate. himself right yeah yeah like like a, like you know really pushing their powers um and I, you know that's what i wanted for this one i wanted to see like the kids older um i wanted to see like jack jack 
you know, which power he chooses, or if maybe he does get the full gambit of, um, of all those powers. Um, what I would like to see is them take on more than just one villain. Um, a lot of movies you know, suffer the pitfall of like having too many villains, you know, like Spider-Man three, mm-hmm. um, over like Batman and Robin with, uh, with Mr. Freeze and poison Ivy and everyone else. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like if anybody can do it, cor- you know, do it correctly, do it right. I feel like Pixar and Disney and this franchise could keep it going. So I would like to see maybe they take on like an evil family. Um, would be really awesome. Um, or if they get together and do like a Sinister Six, maybe we get to finally see them take down the Underminer. Um, and maybe like Bomb Voyage, like another like super team. Or, oh, uh, yeah. evil <laughs> would be pretty ill. Um, so, yeah, I would want to see more of that. Um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm always, I'm always going to push for an Incredibles, uh, sequel. Um, yeah. I think they, I think they will do a third one. They got to finish out the trilogy. And I was just reading today that Incredibles 2 actually broke box office records for like animated movie yeah. for this time, like fastest box office, like at yeah, this time yeah. or whatever. Like the biggest, so, it's like the biggest opening for an animated film. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, it's pretty safe to, to assume that they're going to go with Incredibles 3. Hopefully it doesn't take another 14 years. Yeah. Um, now, would you guys, I don't know if you guys touched base on this, but would you guys expect Incredibles 3 to be um, like later down the line? Like uh, like, like you guys said, you would see Jack-Jack a little bit more grown up. You would see um, Dash like in high school, Violet, you know, off in college. Like, would you expect that? Or would you want to see it picking up where Incredibles 2 left off kind of thing. Um, I, I wouldn't mind either way. I think both storylines would be interesting. Um, but out of the two, if I had to pick one, I'd rather go later down the line. Um, why kind of like, why? Yeah. Um, cause I kind of like, it's kind of like a uh, Batman versus Superman how just seeing an older Bruce was an interesting side. It's a different challenge. You're dealing with age now and uh, trying to pass it on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like, yeah, Elastigirl and Mr. Incredible, they're not going to want to do that forever. So what's going to happen down the line when they're older? The yeah, and the kids need to pick it up. And let's say they have kids, you know, and it's like, the new struggles of that family and the uh, original Incredibles family trying to deal with all that, let alone all the villains and stuff. I just think that an older timeline, and it goes back to like what Rob was saying, how uh, seeing them struggle and learning and developing their powers and, you know, seeing the next stage, hopefully of, their capabilities would be awesome to see compared to, all right, you know, a few months, let's just say down the line, they're still young. Jack Jack isn't even going to be that old yet, you know, mm-hmm. uh, which is the big thing that we would see if uh, we got a bunch of change. Um, but yeah, I'd go in the future. Yeah. Uh, I, I too would like to see it in the future. Um, I just feel like seeing, like seeing Jack Jack grow up, and having seen, you know, hoping to see Violet and 
Dash grow up to, you know, kind of take the role over for the Incredibles and become, you know, become the bigger superheroes, and to see where superheroes have be, you know, have gone between then, you know, now and then, that would be nice to see, you know, to see how superheroes as a as a whole evolved. Um, so let's get into our overall score. Then. What's up? No, I just wanted to see if Rob had to, had anything to add about whether to see the uh, Incredibles in the future or the past. Um. Yeah. No. I mean, I, I'm. I agree with Randy, but I, would, I I can go either way if they want to just pick up right where this one left off with the uh, like gunfight uh, robbery or whatever chase that was going on, mm-hmm. like really quick. Um. Yeah, I, I'd be okay with them taking. I I think you kind of like run that line of do we. Do we want to keep Jack Jack the cute, like, you know, wild card that he is, or do we want him like to develop and have his powers and stuff? It, you know, you kind of there's pros and cons to either situation. Um, but like I said, I mean, I, I I kind of want to push for them to to do like a future, uh, a couple years, like ten years or something in the future. Kids are a little bit older; they've developed their powers. And uh, yeah, Alan, you brought up a good point too, is just to see the state of the world ten years after supers are allowed back into society. Yeah, you know. Maybe yeah, crime and and all that stuff has gone way down, and we can see what that world would look like. I, mean, I feel I, like eventually, like somebody was gonna have to come back to to tip the balance the other way. So um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully they do that. But uh, yeah, I'd be good either way. All right, so let's um let's get into our overall scores here, Randy. Honest, let's just let's go with um let's go with percentage, like you know, like one zero to one hundred, because I think last right. time we talked about. We talked about um, like the alphabet, the alphabet, and then we were talking about <laughs> we were talking about grades at one point. Like we're like, do D's do do D's pass or whatever? But anyway, um, <laughs> zero to one hundred, Randy. Where would you rate this? Oof. Okay. So I was thinking it was gonna be on a scale of one to ten, but if we're gonna fine tune it and bring it to a hundred, mm-hmm. I'd give it. Because it was a good movie. Uh, I'll give it a 90. Yeah. Ah, 92. Yeah, I'm going to go with a 92. Uh, it was entertaining. It had the fun aspects. It had the serious aspects. Um, the characters, I felt, were pretty pretty spot on as far as like being laid out. Um, you had the individual struggles of each character, you know, Jack, Jack, Dash, uh, a little bit of Dash, but uh, Violet, uh, the mom, the dad, everybody's struggle, um, and all that stuff. So I felt that it was a pretty solid movie. Let alone the visuals, like watching Incredibles one and then immediately watching Incredibles two, how they stepped up the CGI, like it looked really good. So. Uh, yeah, ninety-two is where I'm going. Rob, what about you? Oh man, um, I'd say yeah, it's 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 fairly up there too. I, I it's not. I don't want to give it a, a perfect score. I really don't think that there's a a super perfect movie that out there that's gonna score a hundred, especially not nowadays. Like usually that that might maybe over time it'll get to that score. Um, but as of right now, yeah, I want to give it like a high mid 90s I'll, I'll go with 95 on that um and just kind of echo all the, the stuff that you've brought up 
you know, uh, I really did like the development of the characters. I liked that it wasn't a rehash and like, you know, the same jokes from the first one. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, yeah, I liked the development of the powers, development of the CGI is there. Oh and, gosh. Uh, At points it was just like, <laughs> like the water was just unreal. Like I was like, holy smokes, this is, this is an animated movie still oh, like this. Man. But uh, Mrs. Incredible. And what what else did I want to bring up? Uh, the fight scenes. I think Randy Boy kind of touched on it a little bit. Um, but yeah, they're they're just super intricate. Like I, I gotta watch it a couple. I'm actually planning planning to see it again tomorrow. Um, I definitely want to go back and take a look. I'm sure there's like little small things in the fights that I missed. Um, the the one fight scene that that comes to mind or that I I want to discuss a little bit or or bring to the light is a. Uh, when the uh, the brainwashed uh, superheroes get to the to the Incredibles house, and they're trying to like kidnap the kids, mm-hmm. and it, it's like them and Lucius versus that uh, that like evil team. I thought was really really awesome, really well done. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just it's just super realized the way that they're doing their powers and like being really smart with it. Um, yeah. So yeah, man, ninety five for me. And being that, being that Disney is behind Pixar. And that Disney also controls Marvel. Like you would think that they would fu- they would have fine tuned superhero movies as a general, especially superhero movies that have to deal with um, with a team of superheroes. Like you know, like you would with the Avengers and the Incredibles. It was like you had to make sure everybody meshed well. And of course, you wanted to see you wanted to see that scene where all of the supers kind of use their their powers together in order to achieve the mission kind of thing so that was um that was cool but my overall score would probably be i would say 87 um okay okay yeah like a b plus if you will um i I don't know like i just feel like i i was kind of looking more forward for dash i don't know why i was fixating on this but i was i was just kind of looking forward to dash like being such a badass, like I think, because at the end of, um, at the end of Incredibles one, he was like running track meets, but not trying to win, yeah, but trying to just be like I think he won like second or third place or something, and he was like very happy. But I wanted to just see him unleash, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, like I want him, I wanted to see him like just unleash his power and just go all out, and there was really no, like there was really no point in the movie in which where he like you finally got to see the true extent of his power i i wish i saw more of that um i kind of wish i saw more of jack jack but again he's still a baby still doesn't yeah. know what the hell is going on um i like i really liked the the story arc for mr incredible and how he became less of a superhero and more of a parent um like i thought that was really cool um and yeah, like I just I I can't say too much bad about this movie. So an eighty-seven is kind of like where I would put it, like a B plus, um, a couple points from an A minus kind of thing. So I mean, it's, it's debatable, but eighty-seven, eighty, like that that area is where I would put it at. Yeah. So uh, that pretty much concludes our Incredibles two review. Unless anyone else, unless anyone else, anyone has something else to add 
uh, we are just going to cut it here. So again, I just wanted to thank all the loungers for listening. Uh, it's been a pleasure reviewing all this, all these movies and reviewing this week, reviewing The Incredibles 2. I hope you enjoyed your stay here at the lounge. Uh, if you haven't done so, again, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, the tag is the same, at the lounge SD. That's T-H-E-L-O-U-N-G-S-D, all one word. Um, and we are both on Instagram and Twitter. You can also send us your questions and feedback in the comments section of wherever you listen to this episode, whether it be uh, Podbean, uh, Google Play, or iTunes. Um, also, uh, if you want to catch us on Twitch, uh, Randy streams the podcast live on his Twitch account. You can follow him on Twitch at twitch.tv slash bonesaw. That is B. And then the O is a zero, N-E-Saw. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also streams Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then usually Sunday is our podcast um, our podcast streaming night. But tonight we uh, played an audible. So, uh, again, thank you, loungers, for tuning in. Uh, my name's Alan. I'm Rob. And I'm Randy. And we'll catch you guys next time. Mm-mm. No. Ah, can you hear my fans now? Oh, yeah, Alan. No. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus.